You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Before we get to the show, we have a partner for this episode. We're going to get you a deal on kettlebells. GreatLakesGearYou.com. Uh, and for American friends, us.greatlakesgearia.com. And they make great quality kettlebells at great prices. The handles are awesome. Um, if you ever used kettlebells before, you know how important that is. And if you go to checkout and use the code LIVEWILD, you'll save 5%. Um, and that's a big deal because right now a lot of places don't even have any kettlebells. These guys have them coming out their ears. They're happy to ship them to you. Great guys to deal with. And in addition to the kettlebells, they've got all sorts of other fitness equipment, including barbells, dumbbells, weighted maces, all the fun stuff. So go to greatlakesgearyou.com, promo code LIVEWILD, and save yourself 5%. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Live Wild Radio. I'm Winston. This is going to be another one of those question and answer kind of episodes. Um... Works out pretty well because Catherine is so busy with work um, that she doesn't have time to record anything anyway. Um, But we will get back to some uh, team episodes. We've got some ideas coming up shortly. But uh, since I started doing these like fitness and lifestyle and um, what have you Q&As where people send in their questions and I give them, you know, my answer to the best of my abilities... Uh, I've found more and more questions coming in, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, it kind of actually plays to one of the things we're going to talk about today. Um, so obviously anybody that, you know, saw the episode name title, uh, today we are going to talk about how I manage depression without medication. Um, I've used medication before, uh, I would rather be depressed than on medication, like just how I feel. Um, Not sort of my judgment call on the medication. It's just how the medication makes me feel. Um, You know, I've tried a number of SSRIs, uh, you know, anti-depression medications, and I lose my personality. Um, Flatlined, kind of feel like a zombie, no libido, um... You know, and so when you when you don't care about sex anymore, you're, it kind of adds to your depression in a way. Um, so yeah, uh, that is what we're going to talk about today. And one of the things we will talk about is how exercise actually adds a mood uh, stabilizer, uh, mood moderator, and that makes a perfect segue. Like I'm a damn professional um, into our sponsor this episode, which is Great Lakes Gearia. It's where we get all of our fitness equipment. So, uh, great thing, you know, if you've listened to any of our fitness episodes, you know how uh, big of fans we are of kettlebells. <clears throat> because <coughs> it's not the vid I tested. It's got a little tickle. Um, but Great Lakes Gearia is basically the source for pretty much all of our fitness equipment. Um, kettlebells, got some dumbbells, pull-up bar, um, you know, really the only thing that we didn't get from them 
is our flooring, our horse stall mats, uh, gymnastics rings, uh, and ab wheel. So uh, if you go there, greatlakesgearia.com, um, you'll see basically they've got the widest selection of hard style kettlebells. Um, basically from like, you know, eight pounds, um, or I think maybe even six, all the way up to 200 pound kettlebells, um, which, you know, uh, is kind of ridiculous, but they got them. Um, and their pull-up bar is fabulous. Uh, obviously you'll have to, you know, lag it to your wall. So you have to find studs and put in backing boards and all that kind of jazz. Um, but, it's a commercial quality pull-up bar. Um, it's the monkey bar style, so there's multiple hand positions. I love it. Uh, Catherine loves it. Uh, any of our friends that come over and work out with us, they love it um, in a kind of sick and twisted way because obviously pull-ups and leg raises and hangs and all that type of thing uh, is hard work. Um, but yeah, so if you go to greatlakesgearia.com um, and use promo code LIVEWILD, one word, uh, you will save 5% and basically get started. <laughs> you know, um, the best time to have started a fitness program was yesterday and the next best time is today, right? Like it basically, it takes consistency over time to make any progress. And so the sooner you start, the sooner you will start making progress. And if you want to, you know, transform your life, transform yourself. It's a long-term process. Um, you know, nothing to do with Great Lakes Gearia, but more just the philosophy of training. Um, the idea that, you know, there's like a six week program for your abs, you know, and you'll see your abs. Bullshit. <laughs> Unless your abs are already there, six weeks isn't going to do it for you. You know, especially if you're coming from an untrained state, uh, most of those programs will just make you miserable because they have you doing too much too soon and you will hurt all the time. So, uh, com promo code LIVEWILD, get started on your fitness journey. Um, so, today's episode uh, question, um, somebody basically harkened back to the uh, mental health episode we did with Alyssa and Eric um, way back when. Um, and I'd mentioned about sort of managing my depression without medication. And uh, basically a few people actually uh, have asked me to elaborate on that. How do you do it? Um, so I will put the disclaimer out. I am not a doctor. I am not a health professional. This is just what I have done that has worked for me. So I'm just sharing my personal experience um, combined with uh, a bit of science uh, and research. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where if you're somebody suffering from depression, anxiety, uh, you may not do everything that I do myself, but, you know, you'll run into the thing where potentially adding um, some of the things, uh, the practices you may find help. So, uh, sort of like a, the disclaimer that goes before, you know, any fitness program, check with your doctor first. <laughs> um, I'd say our lawyers told us to, to, to put that in, but we don't have any lawyers. Um, so 
I break it down into three components. Um, there is the actions. Um, so it's the things I do uh, that like physically do that help manage, you know, basically my, my brain. Um, there is the social aspect. Um, and then there is diet and supplementation. Um, if that makes any sense. <clears throat> so, uh, on the doing side of it, the action side, number one is daily exercise. It doesn't have to be some crazy program. Um, although, um, the programming part of it, having a routine, right? Where it's like, okay, you look on your sheet, right? Or your spreadsheet or however you want to track your programs. And here's what I'm doing today. Um, I find creating a routine um, is a highly effective way of doing it, even when you don't feel like doing it. Um, so daily exercise, whether that's strength training, which I recommend at least three days a week, um, doesn't have to be some crazy bodybuilding program or anything like that, but it's just progressively getting a little bit stronger at the foundational movement patterns of squatting, hip hinging, which is like deadlifting and swinging, uh, Pushing, could be push-ups. Um, pulling, which could be pull-ups. Um, or rowing, or, you know, there's all sorts of pulls. And then loaded carries. You get stronger at all five of those movement patterns. Your whole body will get stronger. You'll look better, blah, 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 blah. But it also um, will improve, um, like strength training improves a number of metabolic factors, which... Um, one of the things that we run into, and this is where it's sort of like, uh, not completely understood, but, um, strength training improves insulin sensitivity and high levels of insulin lead to, um, whole body or systemic inflammation. And, uh, basically there's, there's some hypothesis that systemic inflammation because your brain is part of the system, um, can lead to uh, basically mental illness, uh, depression, anxiety, that type of thing. Um, so basically, strength training will improve um, that, you know, insulin sensitivity, uh, which can potentially bring down um, sort of the, the inflammatory effects of insulin. Um, cause we need it, but it's just, we tend to be, if you're not active enough and you have a diet too high in carbohydrates, there's just too much insulin too often. Um, everything in life is about balance, right? Um, secondly, uh, regular aerobic activity, you know, go for a walk, go for a bike ride, um, has been shown to, uh, basically ameliorate a lot of the effects or, or symptoms of depression. Um, and I can testify to that. Um, so that combination of each week I try to get three to four strength training workouts in and three to four, uh, you know, cardio sessions and I walk every day. Um, uh, conveniently my job, leads to, you know, 12 to 15,000 steps a day, even if I don't do anything else. Plus I ride my bike to work. 
Um, so all of that just adds up without it being working out, if you want to put it that way. Um, for people who work in an office who don't have those options, you have to make a concerted effort, like go for a walk on lunch, you know, um, go for like a 10 minute walk after each meal. Um, you know, things like that. You just need to add to your movement practice so that you're just moving more. Humans are not meant to be static. Um, then, uh, that's sort of the exercise component of it. Um, then one of the most important things is sleep. Um, uh, most people don't get enough sleep and they don't sleep well. So one of the things we need to do is have like sleep habits. Electronics get shut off an hour before bed. Um, basically roughly an hour before bed, taking about 500 milligrams of magnesium because most people in North America, 58%, um, of the last study I read, uh, are deficient in magnesium. And in addition to helping the body relax and therefore help you sleep better, um, <coughs> magnesium is involved in a couple hundred other chemical processes in the body. So if you are, you know, maybe say muscle cramps or something that stand out for you because you kind of notice those. Well, there's also all of these other processes that are deficient because you're deficient in magnesium. Um, so, uh, that kind of is quite important. Um, but we'll get to that, you know, when we, when we talk about the nutrition side of it. Um, but getting sleep habits, cool room, dark, quiet, um, you know, you want to downregulate when you go to bed, getting that eight hour sleep, um, even if it's not perfect, but you know, getting a little bit more sleep. So you are actually rested. It's hard to approach the world with any kind of gusto, um, and overcome kind of your, your challenges when you're just chronically fatigued, <laughs> You know, we're not talking like chronic fatigue syndrome. What we're talking about is just being sleep deficient. Um, because they've done studies on this. And when people are sleep deficient, um, metabolically, you go to hell. Like your body responds like you're pre-diabetic. Even, you know, that's one bad night of sleep. <laughs> so imagine chronically not getting enough sleep. Um, the, the cumulative health effects are, are going to build up over time. Um, and while people might think of them in terms of metabolic effects like insulin levels and insulin sensitivity and, uh, you know, testosterone levels and all these things that can be affected by poor sleep, your neurotransmitters regenerate when you're sleeping as well. Your brain recharges when you're sleeping. So if you're not getting enough sleeping, your brain ain't recharging properly either. So, um, getting, improving your sleep, like using a sleep tracker, like any of the fancy watches, getting that and instituting, um, like one change at a time and tracking it for a couple of weeks, um, and seeing how you can improve, uh, the quality and length of your sleep, um, really can go a long way as far as improving your sort of mental health. Um, and then uh, my sort of third action um, thing is writing. Um, and I'm not talking writing articles or books, but it's actually the way the human brain is wired. Um, we 
focus on the negative because something good happens to you. Um, you don't remember it that well because it ain't going to kill you. But we really do focus on the bad things because we want to avoid pain, right? But the problem is, is that then because our brain remembers the bad better than it remembers the good, it's very easy to get to a point where you just think everything's bad, <laughs> right? Which is not good for your mental health. So one of the things that I found was highly effective is actually journaling each day and writing down what um, has gone well for you. You know, and th this is uh, like Alyssa, our, our friend, she's got the wind journal. And literally that's what you're doing. You're writing down your wins. Um, and you'd be amazed how that changes your mental state. Being able to look through, and if you're having a bad day, look back through your journal and see all of the good things that have happened. And that, for me, sometimes could be enough just to snap me out of it, right? Because it just reframes the world, um, you know, because we think of ourselves as like living in a reality, but we're living in our own perceptions, right? Um, it's basically how we perceive the world. One person is super happy, exact same circumstance as you. They're happy. Another person in the exact same circumstance is miserable, right? But the exact same thing's happening to both of you. Um, so that has to do with how we perceive the world. Um, and we have some control over how we perceive the world. So by building that in, um, that practice of uh, both gratitude for things that have gone well and just documenting it so that you're seeing that actually more things are going well for you than wrong. Or if a lot of things are going wrong, right? You're, you don't have a lot of wins. Well, that tells you get your shit together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and uh, for me, that's been a number of times where it was like, oh, the problem is me, right? I look and it's like not a lot of wins, um, but I'm aware of all the losses. And it's like, what's the common denominator? Me. Um, and then it, w it, it makes me cognizant of like then starting an action plan forward to change those things. Right. Um, you know, but a lot of times, our memory, especially when it comes to things that make us feel, are faulty. Um, you know, if you look at witness testimony, uh, it, it's notoriously, like in court, notoriously erroneous. <laughs> um, you know, because the human brain sort of makes up its own, fills in the gaps, um, and it doesn't always fill them in with good stuff. So that process of writing down the things that have done well, um, the wins, the, the successes, whatever, so that you're able to be aware of them um, and not just fixate on the negative things, uh, I find terribly effective. Um, then the second part of my program for myself um, is the social. Um, and some of it can be like pretty mercenary in the sense that my first thing was really focusing on cutting out toxic people out of my life. Um, you know, when you're dealing with depression and mental illness already, having people who don't want the best for you, they one-up you, they put you down, they um, don't take your concerns and, and challenges seriously, that makes it very difficult because it's almost like you get gaslit into... Oh wait, I don't have, I, I, I feel like shit, but I don't have a pro, you know, it's like, oh, it's just me. I, you know, 
there's a whole bunch of things that way that can go into it. So it's like looking through and it's like if you're, um, and this can be friends, this can be family, um, reduce your exposure to toxic people, right? Just as uh, you should reduce your exposure to toxic chemicals, um, you know, effectively toxic people create toxic chemicals in your brain, if that makes any sense. Um, so, uh, you know, we always say the poison's in the dose. Keep that dose low. Um, and you, a lot of times, you know, when you s- sort of reduce contact or cut off contact with people who aren't good for you, there's almost like an immediate, oh, you know, um, rise, you know, <laughs> uh, in your, in your outlook and mood because you're just not being surrounded by negativity. Um, and then more importantly is surround yourself with people who want the best for you, right? Who, when something goes well, they celebrate your success. Um, they will be honest with you. Um, they will call you on your bullshit. (laughs) Uh, you know, but they will also be there to drag you up out of the mud. Um, and it's it's that kind of thing of reducing the toxicity and increasing the positivity. Um, you will find that makes a massive difference. Um, and it, it's not easy, um, you know, but, you know, if if things were easy, you wouldn't be listening to how to, you know, uh, how does Winston manage, you know, his depression and mental illness without drugs. <laughs> um, and then one of the other big parts, uh, and this sort of fits in with sort of the actions in the social, I've never figured out exactly where to categorize it, but find your purpose. Um, you'd be amazed if you've got a purpose, um, if you've got um, you know, if you want to call it a calling, uh, then you'd be amazed what that can pull you through. Um, and it really becomes one of those things where like for me, you know, if I had to sum it up into one thing, it's teaching. Um, you know, so whether it's at work and I'm educating people, uh, about, you know, whether it's the right type of bicycle or how to pack for a camping trip or, you know, great places to go or, you know, what you really should be share- afraid of in the woods from, a, you know, um, and it's not bears. Um, you know, whether it's that type of thing, whether it's helping people on fitness journeys, whether it's this type of thing, that really puts me, having something that I'm having an effect on other people um, in a positive way, um, when things aren't going well for me, I find that that can carry me through, right? And everybody's got to find their purpose, right? And I think one of the things for a lot of people that makes things tough is they just don't have a purpose. Like they don't, you know, if things feel meaningless because you don't have meaning, (laughs) um, then if you can find that thing, Right. And again, we're not talking easy stuff like this is a 30 year process for me. Um, Then you will find that you have another gear. Right. They get you out of the mud, so to speak, Um, because a lot of times in the deepest parts of depression, it it feels like I'm stuck in the mud. Right. I'm sinking in quicksand. Um, So that's why I use that analogy a lot. 
Um, and if you can add in, right, uh, basically whether it's some volunteer work, whether it, it's something that gives back. Um, you know, one of the biggest things for me, or not biggest, but one of the ongoing things for me because of the way that I got into rock climbing where it was just some guys going, hey, kid, you want to try this? You know, when I was out at the Craigs, you know, as a 14-year-old. Well, I never would have been able to, you know, have all the adventures climbing that I've had in my life. It wasn't for those guys going, hey, give it a try, right? And teaching me. So now I've been paying it forward, you know, so I regularly take people out. I instruct. I show them, you know, I might be the gateway, you know, taking people out for the first time. I might be helping people improve some stuff. But it's that ongoing thing of, like, people helped me, so I'm trying to help people, um, you know, and pay it forward. Uh, and it's the same thing. Like, the number of, like, fitness programs, even though, you know, this is something I do um, as a business, the number of fitness programs I've put together for people over the years um, that I didn't charge anything for. Like, they weren't in a position to, to pay my fees, and but I just wanted them to be able to be better. I wanted them to, to be on a path. Um, you know, because that's meaningful for me. Like, if you can have that effect and get people um, growing and, you know... In, in their own sense, feel like they're improving, um, that powers me, right? So it's having those things um, that beyond yourself that that kind of motivate and push you um, and, and feed you. Um, so pretty simple, but pretty powerful, um, at least for me. Um, and then finally, we get down to sort of the, the uh, nutrition um, diet side of it. And that makes a massive difference. Um, you know, one of the big things is like reducing inflammatory foods. Uh, and and this is going to sound like goofy, but like reducing sugar, um, reducing tomatoes. (laughs) Um, those are all uh, really powerful. Lots of berries, like blueberries, um, blackberries, strawberries, raspberries, um, highly anti-inflammatory throughout the body. Um, uh, then, um, N-acetylcysteine, um, which basically is a really powerful, um, antioxidant, um, I find makes a, a big difference for uh, blood pressure, uh, you know, basically just getting inflammation down throughout the body. Um, fasting, like intermittent fasting and like even whole day fasting where you go 24 hours without eating and just drinking water. Um, I, f- I find, and the scientific literature backs it up, that fasting is really powerful um, as an anti-inflammatory right? Because your body, uh, is in a burning mode when you're fasting, right? So there's a lot of autophagy going on, which is basically getting rid of old dead cells, um, burning off junk protein. Um, and that reduces inflammation. Um, and 
it tends to have like a very positive effect as far as, uh, again, the, the mental outlook. Um, and then, uh, basically North Americans, um, uh, the majority are deficient in both vitamin D and magnesium. So every day I have 5,000 IUs of vitamin D and 500 milligrams of magnesium biglycinate. Um, and basically it's those two nutrients that are, they're kind of low hanging fruit because generally like the population's deficient in them and because they're both involved in a few hundred chemical processes in the body you're improving a few hundred things um by having adequate levels um so you sleep better hormone production is better like if your testosterone is low and this goes for both men and women um it's just women have roughly one-tenth the amount that men do, if your testosterone is low, you're going to be depressed. Um, so, obviously, optimizing, you know, sleep, because your body makes testosterone when you sleep, um, the nutrients like vitamin D and magnesium are, are both tied, like adequate levels are tied to adequate testosterone levels. Um, all of these things can play a role um, and strength training tends to up testosterone levels, like, um, decreasing insulin, uh, will tend to up testosterone levels. Like there's all these little, um, benefits sort of that comes in because the body's a complex unit. Um, so those two nutrients, vitamin D and magnesium, um, you know, and, and if it's sort of like, uh, an ongoing thing, you're in middle age and, you know, it's almost like you kind of got late onset <laughs> depression, um, lethargy. Uh, you find it really hard to have energy, libido. All of that seems to have disappeared. It's a smart thing to go, uh, whether you go to a naturopath doctor and request the blood work or you go to your family doctor. Um, but getting a full panel hormone um, screen done of testosterone, free testosterone, DHT, uh, basically uh, luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone, um, estradiol, the sensitive test, because, you know, it sort of can be finicky if you just do the generic. Um, you run into the thing, getting all of those tested, um, you may find that you're low in testosterone, right? And after 35, it just sort of steadily goes downhill. Um, and... You know, a lot of people, myself included, you know, I'm 51 now. Um, and about a year ago, I started testosterone replacement therapy. So three days a week, I do a little shot. And goddamn, what a difference that makes. Um, you know, so again, not making any medical recommendations. But it's the kind of thing to talk to your doctor about. One of the things, don't be surprised, though, if uh, you get a dismissive doctor because it's not mainstream yet um there are men's health clinics um and this is a thing that that doesn't get talked about enough when it comes to women <clears throat> uh is women when they hit menopause there is hormone replacement therapy but they tend to only replace progesterone and estrogen they don't replace testosterone um and so it's one of these things where a lot of like the um negative 
uh, you know, side effects of, of uh, menopause get ameliorated um, by a low dose testosterone. Um, you know, so it's like if you're talking like 10 to 15 milligrams once a week, you know, just a little shot with an insulin syringe so you don't even feel it. Uh, you'd be amazed, <laughs> you know, it, it basically a number of, uh, women I've talked to who've, you know, were on sort of the standard hormone replacement and then they convinced their doctor to add just low dose testosterone once a week. And they were like, holy shit, you know, because what testosterone does for guys, it does for women, Right energy, muscle, fat burning, libido, you know. Um, and so it's one of those things where if you don't want to feel old, you have to address your hormones. Um, and if you want to not feel depressed, you have to address your hormones. Um, or potentially like that, you know, there's a number of causes of depression. Um, and then finally on that front uh, is giving your body the nutrients it needs to make um, the neurotransmitter serotonin and um, dopamine. And so twice a day, uh, I do 500 milligrams of the amino acid tyrosine. Um, twice a day, 200 milligrams of uh, the metabolite of the amino acid tryptophan tryptophan <laughs> the turkey one you know everybody knows it makes you sleepy um and then 50 milligrams of the vitamin b6 metabolite p5p it's approximately five so p5p if you look it up on amazon you can find p5p vitamin b6 um and that combination basically is what your body needs. Like it makes dopamine out of tyrosine, it makes serotonin out of 5-HTP, um, and it needs vitamin B6, and then the active metabolite uh, P5P makes it easier. Um, it just removes a processing step in the body, so it's um, used more efficiently. And then one of the other benefits of the P5P, in addition to helping your body make those neurotransmitters, um, uh, it suppresses or lower your prolactin levels. Um, and so high prolactin levels tend to lead to low dopamine levels. They, you know, there's all these inverse, uh, relationships within the body. And so, um, by dopamine is the reward, feel good, um, you know, neurotransmitter. So, by having adequate levels of dopamine because you've given your body what it needs to make it and keeping the prolactin levels in check, you just kind of feel more like passionate about life. Um, and one of the other side effects, uh, and this is a pleasant side effect is, you know, uh, you get everything all fixed up, right. You know, and going in the right direction. Um, you'll probably, you'll probably find your libido improves and that type of thing. Well, uh, P5P or anything that lowers your prolactin levels um, will shorten your refractory period for both men and women so you're able to go again quicker which is sort of like a fun if you want to call it fun side effect um, uh, so that combination I find 
uh, really, basically I'm just making sure my brain has everything it needs, you know, to, to be fully charged. Um, and that makes quite a difference from a feel standpoint as well. And then, uh, this isn't part of myself thing, but, uh, over the years, once I got past that initial stigma of like, why am I broken and why does my brain not work properly? Um, which is probably from all the concussions I've had. Uh, it was a thing where I was willing, um, and this is a thing where, where you have to be willing to do it, but went to therapy, like talk therapy with a, um, you know, therapist, psychologist that can do a lot because they, they, uh, a good therapist helps you understand yourself frame things um, and helps formulate a plan forward, right? And a lot of times it's our own little goofy feedback loops and our um, things we won't address uh, because sometimes we don't even know they're there, right? Um, But addressing a lot of those issues, um, traumas, that type of thing, and processing, and they don't go away, but they're just a thing now, right? They they don't have power over you once you, you know, work your way through them. Um, and and when it comes to working your way through things, it helps to have a professional guide, and that's really what a therapist is. Um, and so I've had countless, not countless, <laughs> but it seems countless number of appointments over the years, you know, sessions, um, you know, and for me, it's reached a point where. It's manageable. You know, I have got my good days and bad days. Um, but it is a thing where uh, I very rarely don't wake up with a, yee, I love my life, um, which was not the case many years ago. So, uh, you know, if you Catherine was here, she would claim all the credit for uh, making my life wonderful. But, you know, and she gets a lot of credit for that. Um, but you run into the thing of uh, whether it's doctors, you know, sort of immediately writing prescriptions for SSRIs, um, you know, which is selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, anti-depression medication, um, or, uh, you know, uh, basically people just telling you to walk it off or that kind of thing. Um, there, There's people out there like doctors, psychologists that are there to help you. Um, But think of it this way. You're the only one that knows you. So it really helps to have your own, be your own advocate. Um, You know, because it's like uh, you see a massage therapist once every two weeks, right? And they're professionals. They're great at what they do. But you got to do some mobility and stretching in between if you want to still say loose and limber, right? You, you have to, um, take some like initiative and responsibility in managing your own mental health. Uh, and it's, it's not easy. Um, especially when you're sort of at a low point when the world feels like it's, you know, uh, just like closing in in an evil, terrible place. Um, and you just want to hide out in a, in a cave somewhere. Um, but you know, think of the doctors and the psychologists and the whatevers, uh, 
as tools that you can use um, to execute your plan to better mental health. Or that's at least the way that I approach it. So, um, yeah, this one's sort of, for us, a little bit of a shorter episode, but, uh, you know, the question was, how do I manage depression without medication? Um, and that is, for me, uh, a not very long-winded way of <laughs> conveying it across. Uh, hopefully that was helpful. If you guys have more questions about it, um, you can send uh, an email to me, winstonchaos at gmail.com, um, or go hit the like contact on livewildradio.com. Um, and, uh, that basically will both come right to us and, and I'm happy to elaborate, answer questions, um, uh, you know, direct you to the resources, you know, like the, the scientific literature I used, um, to, to make my progress. Um, but yeah, so, uh, for my dear partner, Catherine, who is, uh, off at some business conference today uh and for me winston um i will just say the whole thing which is you know work hard and play dirty uh and keep sending your questions in because these are fun um it's fun to sit down and sort of work through my thoughts and then uh convey it all out to you guys so uh this was episode 79 of live loud radio and until next time I bid you adieu.